This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 135 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we discuss how technology has affected our relationships with animals. The breed of the show is the Maine Coon Cat. Critter Nutrition focuses on how allergies are on the rise. And in Coffee Clutch, we ask, what sitcom character does your horse or dog remind you of? Listen in. Tigger. And I'm Patty. And I'm Coach Jen. Welcome back to Healthy Critters Radio. Tigger, we've got a jam-packed show today, and Patty has planned a big party for later on this evening, which she did not invite either of us to. It was such a drag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, now that I know, I'm going to expect you guys to come next time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, before we got started this evening, Patty was telling us about uh, some alternative therapies that she and the furry members of the family were enjoying. Tigger, what alternative therapies have you used with your dogs and horses? Acupuncture, massage, chiropractics, laser, magnetic, ultrasound. I think that's it. How about you, Patty? Um, all of those, plus manually. <laughs> Um, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, yeah. How about you? What have you done, Jen? I just had Nigel just got today. He's, he got signed up for a little study that a local specialist is doing. She did acupuncture and then she put the little electrodes on the needles. Uh huh. And she did laser on his neck. And then she did chiropractic on him after she did the acupuncture. So he got the whole. He Boy, was just a he happy did. Guy. He was a happy guy when he went back out. He's like, oh, happy guy. He's like drunk. <laughs> He's drunk on endo- endorphins. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. not a bad thing to be drunk on. No, but I. It was fascinating because, of course, I picked her brain because that's why vets hate me, and learned all kinds of interesting things about how muscles and bones attach to each other and why things go badly when the muscles yeah. are stiff and tight. And I learned lots of things about necks because I didn't know much about necks. Apparently, Nigel has a stiff, ne- stiff neck. Poor guy probably has a headache. Oh. <laughs> probably. Oh, cool. Probably does. And it's not just because of me. It's always, <laughs> it's always fun to learn that stuff, but then you're like, uh-huh, you know, then trying to prevent stuff from happening again. It's such a, <laughs> See, that's, thing that's, that's where I have, it, I have it easy. He came with all this crap. <laughs> Ah, but I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning about how, you know, how, how it gets treated. I learned about how lasers work and why they work. And that was fascinating stuff. Well, I have something to share. Oh, tell us. What's that? This was an article in the New York times and in, uh, Bangkok, they are training dogs to sniff out COVID. Oh, interesting. What does it hide? Does it hide in people's luggage? Their detection. No, no, no. They can sniff it on a person. Quote, for dogs, the smell is obvious, just like grilled meat for us. 
This wasn't posted on April 1st, <laughs> was it? I hope that they can deploy them in crowded public spaces like stadiums or transportation hubs to identify people carrying the virus. Hmm. How interesting. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Yet another reason dogs cool. are awesome. <clears throat> Have yourself a sip of water there, Tager. Yeah, I have my allergies. See, that's why we're talking about allergies later in the show. But right now, because we have a jam-packed show and Patty has <laughs> planned social events for the evening, we're going to jump right into yeah. our round table. Yeah. And uh, I think this is going to be a lively conversation <laughs> on how technology has either helped or hindered our relationships with our animals. So I'm guessing, Tigger, you're going to get this started. I am. So I was inspired because... Uh, a client called me and told me about being in a vet's office with her big dog, whatever it was. Um, this is pre-COVID. And a woman sitting on, you know, with her dogs, which uh, her dog was, you know, like a 10-pounder of some sort. And the woman is on her phone and the little 10-pounder is barking its head off at the big dog as little dogs tend to do. And the woman is not paying one bit of attention. And when she was telling me the story, I thought, yeah, I mean, how many times have I seen riders ride around, they get a phone call, they stop, they pull their phone out, they talk on it. And I thought, gosh, you know, as great as the connectivity is, what is this really doing to the relationship with our animals? Like I do not take, now I don't, my barn is private, so I do not take my phone to the barn. It does not go there. The barn is a phone-free zone. But it, it just started me thinking about all the benefits of the phone and how it detracts from us reading our horses and dogs, spending more time with them rather than texting somebody. So what do you guys think? I, I mean, I think the obvious things for helping, um, you know, of communication and being able to, like, if you, know, if you have a problem and you have an emergency, you, your phone's right there, you can call the vet or, you know, or Google something or whatever. I think there's so many benefits to it. But I, before, had an Apple Watch, and I found myself every time it, it would jiggle and I knew a text was coming through. I would like lift up and look and I thought, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. This is breaking, you know, um, this is the, this is the breaking the contact with the horse. And, you know, and I was just like, it was so distracting. And the interesting part to me was I probably had the watch for maybe a total of three years. It easily took me eight months to get over every time I thought I felt something vibrating and I would look <laughs> at my wrist. And oh, I was that's like, oh my gosh, so interesting. And I haven't missed it at all. Then I took it off vibrate. It's like, well, don't let it ring. Don't. And I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, is that then it would light up, you know? And I'm like, it just, to me, I don't, I, I, if, if there's anything that's that important, I can look at my phone when I get back. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. So that, that to me was such a, a big deal. It, it, it was so bizarre to me. And I finally now, but I will tell you, it makes me so aware of when I'm with people that have an eye watch on and you're talking to them and looking at them and they look at their watch and you're like, okay, hello, hello. Or, you know, I'm right here standing here. And I mean, imagine what that's like when you're riding, you know, so yeah. I don't bring, I don't bring my phone in the indoor. I don't bring, I don't do, yeah, I don't, I just don't do that. I mean, if I'm, if 
by myself or I'm waiting for, you know, a phone call or whatever, I'll bring it every now and then. But I just, I don't, I don't want, I just yep. don't want to be connected. That yep. it just takes away from what I'm doing. Years yep. and years ago, I remember being at the Palm Beach Derby. It was right when phones, you know, were everybody had one. And I remember going down center line and looking at three different people, don't know who they were, but one person, it, that was kind of before the texting thing started, but like three different people like doing something with their phone and being on their phone. And I just kept thinking about like, I was like, wow, is this what this is going to do? And mm-hmm. I had no idea. Obviously, I had no idea it was going to replace houseplants. I mean, someone the other well, day. Well, remember, remember how addicted you were to the blackberry, the crackberry. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. I mean, you and millions of like, others. Yeah, absolutely. And it just it was, and it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a slippery slip. I mean, it's a necessary evil. But I just I had to for myself. Like I said, when I got rid of that iWatch, it was it was number one. It was very freeing. Right. Mm-hmm. But number two, it was so upsetting to me to realize how long it took me to get over it. Wow. It easily eight months. And I would think like, and I would be like, Oh my God. And I'd look at my watch and I'd be thinking, why am I looking at my watch? Oh, I just felt my, I felt my wrist jiggle, but I'm finally wow. over it. Finally, that finally over it. So interesting. Yeah. It's very crazy. Jennifer. Very crazy to me. See, I'm, I'm not addicted to my phone at all. I use it because I have to. Same with computers. I don't dis. I I I use my computer for my work because I have to. I love what technology has done for your ability to do research oh, on any it's topic. Unbelievable! Yeah, I love 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 that because I love yep. nothing more mm-hmm. than going down a veterinary farrier yep. genetics rabbit hole. I love yep. that. But like everybody else, it's like a two-sided street there. I love the fact that I can put my phone in my pocket and I can go and ride by myself and feel reasonably secure that if I get chucked on my head, I can let somebody know or they will notice because my phone will do something. I think that's pretty darned awesome because otherwise I wouldn't be able to ride by myself comfortably because there would be that niggle niggling thing in the back of my mind. Like nobody knows I'm here, but because I have my phone turned on, they do. So I love that. But the thing that, I dislike about what it's done for us is it has completely removed our desire to exercise emotional control. When we feel something, we have to put it on social media the instant we feel it. We don't think through it anymore. We don't take, we don't think about consequences anymore. Those things have been filtered right out because social media is designed to not be filtered. That's what it was made for. Not blaming the social media. It's Mm -hmm. the humans that use it. Um, And I think for some of us, that transfers over into our relationships with humans and animals. Because when you're working with animals as a human, we need to exercise emotional control. If we don't have that, nothing else is going to work. I also think the instant gratification aspect mm-hmm. for me is very troubling as it relates to animals. Uh, yeah, again, you have to be able to say, I don't, that didn't work out the way I thought it did the instant I thought it would, and it's okay. But with, mm-hmm. yeah, and we're, we're, we're moving away from that. We look at that as bad nowadays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it reduces our patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are being in the present and mindful 
because we're always looking for the next. It's sort of like getting a fix. Sure. But I can also take a picture of the boo-boo my horse just gave him and text it to my vet and go, do I need to call you? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The cameras on the phones has been Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Like most things, it's it's a two-sided conversation. Big time. Big time. Yeah. And I, I just I just feel like when when we wanna spend quality time with our horses, like training them and our dogs training them and working with mm-hmm. them, that you know, the phone needs to be out of the picture. I think the phone mm-hmm. just the phone would say serve the same purpose as if you had two of your best drinking buddies over while you were out schooling in the arena and they were over there having themselves a party. You know, they were, they were, they had themselves a six pack and some nachos and they were over there having a good time playing music while you were riding. That's having the same effect on your psyche. You're not going to be able to fully focus and be present and aware of everything that's going on. And when you're training a horse, you need to do that. Otherwise you're really not going to be as effective as you should be. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, and the same yeah. with training a dog. Or a dog. Or a husband. And imagine what it's like for a dog to look at you while you're texting. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that with the puppies today because I was working them on, you know, look. And I thought, gosh, you know, how many dogs are looking at their their humans and the human has just bent over Texting, 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 texting. That's maybe maybe the dog looks at that and, and he thinks the same thing we think when we see a dog sitting there chewing on his paw. It's like, really? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what is the purpose of this? Excellent. He probably looks at go, what is the purpose of you doing that? <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's interesting. Funny. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should get Hedwig's take on that's a really her good favorite idea. parts about technology Very i think hedwig's idea. gonna have some good stuff on oh, this one yeah for sure hello hey hedwig hello hello everyone hello 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 hedwig hedwig the world's only Talking, podcasting, talking, Pomeranian. Pomeranian. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we have an important question for you today. Because you are the only world world's only podcasting Pomeranian, we, oui. thought, we thought that it would be important to get your take on technology and whether or not technology has helped or hindered your human servant's relationship with the Pomeranian. I hate the clicking box. I hate the clicking box so much. For example, right now I'm on the couch being so cute, excelling all human expectations and understanding of cuteness. And she clicks on the box. When I'm hungry, she clicks on the box. When I'm bored, she clicks on the box. It's either horses or box clicking. Why can she not get a proper job? (laughs) um so the the clicking box would be her computer whatever the thing with screen and the endless clicking that she puts up on 
her stupid broken ankle thing, and then she props it up on pillows, and then she clicks and 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 clicks, and it's irritating noise to my tiny, perfect ears. How about her phone? I hate the phone as well. Okay, just wanted to be clear. Um, for the it same reason, it tries reasons. to steal my soul by photographing Ooh. me endlessly. Uh, it's not the time she spends on it. She does not spend that much time on the phone. Uh, she spends uh, much more time on the clicking box. Gotcha. And, and have I mentioned my loathing for the box? How about social media? She's not spend that much. It's okay, because the only time she really spends on the Facebook is to try to save other Pomeranians, and that's okay. Oh, gotcha. So that would be the benefit of technology. Yes, and Instagram, which allows photos of me. Ah. But overall, your feeling about technology is thumbs down. If she had thumbs. All four paws down. All All four four paws. Whoa. Four paws. Okay. Okay. Terrible, terrible vice. I like it when she's reading a book because then there's a hand free for patting. Uh-huh. And for or feeding cheese. scratches. There's a minimum of cheese feeding Tigger. A minimum. That's too bad. I'm wasting away. Oh, dear. Well, I'll have to have so some sad. cheese expressed to you. Yes. I'll make sure you have our address. She might have. To, she might have to go online to the clicking box to print out a shipping label, though. Is that okay? Yes, she's not here. It's fine. She can do whatever she needs to do. <laughs> just don't. Well, okay. See, it's technology is okay presence. at somebody else's house, just not hers. <laughs> Another way to consider it is, Tigger has a particular utility in this case. We should allow Tigger to serve me. <laughs> I understand. Uh, of course. Thank you for bringing me straight. Yeah, yeah, I needed that. Because tonight. otherwise, she's just doing something else. And I don't even know what that would be. Probably not useful. Probably not. Not to you, for not sure. You. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Hedwig. We no. appreciate your viewpoint and we will consider it most seriously. Absolutely. Just keep in mind your dogs hate your boxes as well. Yes, we've been discussing that. Got it. Bye-bye, Hedwig. I've taken the keys off using my paws. Bye-bye. So we're at the Breed of the Show segment, and I... Actually, got a great suggestion from a friend of mine to do Maine Coon caps, and I, um, Tigger, I know you've had Maine Coons. I have, and you love them, and I don't know awesome why I didn't think about doing them. Yeah, boy, they really are. Um, I've just researching them. So many cool things. Uh, a couple friends of mine have had them, but I'll tell you what: if I was looking for a cat, this would be one really you, seriously one to consider. You bet. Seriously. So they're, they are the larger domestic cat and actually one of the oldest in uh, North America, which I thought was interesting, and also specifically from Maine. Did not know that. It is their state cat, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. I didn't know we had state cats, but Maine has one. It's the Maine Coon. Um, 
like I said, they're uh, loan is known as the, one of the largest cats. The males get anywhere from 13 to 18 pounds. Females can be anywhere from eight to 12 pounds. And this is, I thought was funny. Um, they, there, there has been some recorded as to being as tall as 40 inches. Does that make sense? Whoa. I don't know. I just thought that, yeah, I was like, I, I, I want to research that a little bit. So I put a question mark by that, but yeah, you know, so, Australian um, shepherd is like 20 to 22 inches. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I was like 40 inches. I was like, huh? But I read it. I'll, I'll go back. And I was like, huh? That's, yeah, well, who knows? Maybe, maybe they thought it was a Maine Coon. It was a cougar, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. They're very intelligent, very affectionate. You know, they have many great characteristics, but biggest thing that I kept seeing over and over again, that they are just great with kids, highly intelligent, and apparently very wonderfully playful. Known as the clown cats. They can be vocal, but not like a Siamese cat, like a little bit vocal, but their voice is very low and soft, which I think um, would be kind of surprising seeing something that was so big. They do require a lot of grooming get into that but they're just very very affectionate they tolerate being picked up and like loved on and they really they're wonderful because if you want a cat to stay on your lap this is a good cat because they love hanging out with their people so not only are they a big bone cat but it's <clears throat> covered it's that big bone frame is covered with a lot of fur <laughs> a lot um, of fur a lot of fur, which makes them very majestic looking. They have a long, silky coat that comes in a variety of different colors, red and blue, solid, white, cream, party color, calico, like anything that you want to name, they have it. But they have a couple physical features that can make you know, besides the fact that they're quite large, that they are a Maine Coon. They have pointed ears and they often have a little tip of wisp hair on the edge. I think that may be my favorite part. But they have expressive oval-shaped eyes with a long, bushy tail. So, you know, their needs, first and foremost, they are extremely affectionate. And really, 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 it's important that you spend time with them. They can be left alone during the day. But when you get home, you need to spend some time. And they kept recommending, you know, that they're best with a family of more than one so that they, they can spread their love, which I thought was so cute. But they... But they, they, they remind me a little bit of the ragdoll in the sense that they, you know, they're intelligent enough, but they were saying that they, you can like teach them to fetch, you know, play games. They're very dog-like in some ways. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of, cause like, you know, um, that you can teach them to come when you call them. So kind of really a very cool sounding, uh, cat, but overall it sounds like they're just the most exceptional pet to have. They're very dog-like, they're very intelligent, but biggest and foremost, they just love their attention. Is that what you found, Tigger, that they were very affectionate? Oh, yeah. His name was Hobie Cat, and I named him after a Hobie, you know, sailboat. And um, he didn't like to be on the ground too much, so he traveled by walking on the... um, this is when I lived in Princeton, New Jersey, and I lived okay. in downtown Princeton, and everybody had fenced-in backyards, so he would travel <laughs> everybody, walk on the top oh, of the fence line. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. And then he'd climb up a tree if he, you know, there was no fence there, and then he'd climb over on a branch, onto a roof, back down. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how he rolled. And I just oh. learned to leave the window open. On the second story. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
that's how he would come and go because he didn't like dogs um, like outside. And, um, you know, he was very savvy about cars and things. And it was, you know, Princeton, New Jersey is not a little village. So um, that and we, and we had come from Florida. So that's how he navigated. And then, of course, we moved to the farm in, in Virginia. And then he was you know, perfectly happy to be. I walk in on right. the fence lines. <laughs> um, well, yeah, but they are yeah, the- such a cool cat, full of personality, really affectionate. The, yeah. You know how how cats, you know, lift their paws and purr and. I mean, he could need yep. you. If you had a sore muscle, you just plunk that 15 pound bugger <laughs> on whatever was sore, and he could work it out. Oh, that's so funny. Well, yeah. So I, I, I'm going to tell you, if anybody's looking for a particular animal, a dog, cat, <laughs> it sounds like Maine yeah, Coon, dog, cat. Yep. A dog, cat. Yep. For sure. And now we're at Critter Nutrition and the topic today is allergies on the rise. Recently, I watched the Netflix documentary Rotten. One episode called The Peanut Problem highlighted the precipitous rise in food allergy cases in the U.S. According to the CDC, food allergy prevalence among children increased 50% from 1997 to 2011. According to a report by the BBC, the rate of food allergies worldwide has increased from around 3% of the population in 1960 to 7% in 2018. Seasonal allergies are also on the rise. According to Michael Foggs, MD, president of the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, the prevalence of allergies is surging, with as many as 30% of adults and up to 40% of children having at least one allergy. Allergies are increasing for dogs and horses, too. According to the American Veterinary Medical Association, environmental allergies are on an upward trend in dogs with a 30.7% increase over the last 10 years. While there is no published data on rising allergies in horses, antidotal evidence based on the number of owners who contact us about their horses' allergies and how to manage them leads me to believe that just like humans and dogs, Horses are experiencing more challenges to their immune systems. What are some of the key factors to these increases? According to the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, the number one key factor is climate change. Pollen levels are increasing every year. Warmer temperatures and milder winters can make spring allergy season longer. When humans are exposed to early season pollen, our immune system is primed to react to the allergens, which increases our symptoms and sneezing. Number two, hygiene hypothesis. This theory suggests that our emphasis on extremely clean environments fails to provide us with exposure to the germs required to educate the immune system. There is a third hypothesis that questions whether low levels of dietary antioxidants may contribute to the increased rise in allergies. Food allergies. Food allergies in horses and dogs appears to be rising. I I say appears because even just a decade ago, allergy testing in horses was not very common. 
now it is common. Have the food allergies been there all along and we just didn't recognize them? Food allergies in dogs have been explored longer than in horses. And even though each of these two species eats a very different diet, there are some common allergens, wheat, soy, corn. Types of allergies in horses. Allergic reactions occur when the horse's immune system overreacts to substances known as allergens. Common allergen triggers are pollen, mold, dust, mites, insects, grooming product ingredients, horse feed ingredients, and various forages. Other potential allergens are drugs and medications, stall bedding material, pesticides, and herbicides. Common allergic reactions in horses. The most common allergic reactions in horses are hives and itching. Respiratory issues such as equine asthma are a response to allergens. Leaky gut and inflammatory bowel disease. Specific research in humans and animals is showing a link between allergies and leaky gut syndrome and inflammatory bowel disease. Remember, a large proportion of the immune system resides in the GI tract. Strategies for helping horses with allergies. Corticosteroids can be the fastest way to reduce the inflammatory response, but these medications are not ideal for long-term use. Supportive antioxidants include resveratrol, spirulina, and SOD. Supportive nutraceuticals to regulate inflammation and histamine include quercetin phytosome and boswellia. Immune modulation foods include bovine colostrum and reishi mushrooms. GI tract support includes fulvic and humic acids, soil-based organisms, medicinal mushrooms providing short-chain fatty acids, MOS, and active probiotic strains providing high colony-forming units. Coming soon, as of June 2nd, Biostar is releasing our first totally focused allergy formula called Allerex, and it's available as a powder and as a syringe. Just in time for allergy season. <laughs> and now we're at Coffee Clatch, and our topic is, what sitcom character does your horse or dog remind you of? And I thought I would do like, you know, one or two of my dogs. I ended up doing five because I was getting such a kick out of, you know, identifying their personalities. So I'm going to start off with Kimasabi, who is my oldest. He's 13. And right now he is Archie Bunker. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe you just said Archie Bunker. I cannot believe you said that. (laughs) Well, you should see him around the puppies. Mm-hmm. It's like, like when he growls, he's calling them meatheads. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Then from the oldest to the youngest, the youngest is Keen. And as a puppy, he definitely was Gilligan on Gilligan's Island. Just a goofy bonehead with a great heart. And now he's become Sam Malone from Cheers. Big man on campus, (laughs) feeling his oats. Hopefully he doesn't have an alcohol problem when he gets older. Um, Very athletic, good looking. He loves the ladies. Yeah, that would be my keen. That's just too funny. Archie Bunker. Oh, my gosh. Um, Scooter is so easy. Scooter has been the same 
sitcom character since the day we got him. He's Bart Simpson. <laughs> since the day we met him, he's Bart Simpson. Absolutely. P.T. Scooter, the, the hackney pony, is At absolutely. At least he's not Cartman. No, he's not Cartman. No. I think that one of the other horses here at the barn might be Cartman, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that might be Pablo. Um, Nigel, the not-quite-off-the-track thoroughbred. I had to think hard about this one because there's so many close fits. And the one I came up with, is, I'm going to date myself, Richie Cunningham from Happy Days. Oh, my God, oh. from Happy Days. Yeah, that he, is so funny. Good heart, best of intentions, tries real hard, but it just doesn't work out his way very often. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And then every once in a while, when he drinks a little too much, he makes bad life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. He, he, and he loves girls, but doesn't know what to do about it. Oh, dear. Yeah. And that's fine. He, he's allowed to love girls and not know what to do about it. He just stands there and looks oogly guyed at him. He just, just, oh, that's yeah, little hearts <laughs> pop above his head. Yeah, Richie Cunningham. That's him. Patty, what do you have? Well, this was tough for me, but I, the little bit of research that I was able to do that so, so, so good. Okay, so I get first, first sitcom I thought of was all on the family and I was thinking of Archie and I'm like, I don't really have an Archie anywhere. But then I was thinking of Burke who is just sort of a goofy, good-hearted um, and I first thing I thought of was Barney Fife on the Andy Griffith show. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> you <know>? awesome. <laughs> just, you know, sometimes every now and then really thinks he's got it all together and then other times he's like such a doofus because he locks himself in the jail. You know what I mean? And that was awesome. yeah. so, Barney that Fife. That is perfect. For Burke. Yeah, and, no, that is truly perfect. <laughs> and Burke, um, Burke is one of your Aussies, I, right? Yeah, he's one of the Aussies. And yeah. he's just the wiggliest. He, like, he just little wags his tail. And he's just, you know, he's just kind of a goober. <laughs> he's just a goober. But I, I think this is the best. I could, like, the best one is Fupa would be Hot Lips from MASH. I, I've got absolutely. Too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay, lips. yeah. Absolutely, she's definitely Wookie. Who? Who is Wookie? Wookie, okay, Wookie, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Now Eden, who is the mother of the puppies, she is June Cleaver. (laughs) I have never believe it to Beaver. She's like the perfect mother. If she had. A little, you know, a little dress and the apron. apron and maybe white gloves. I mean, that that's that's Eden. I've never that's seen. Hysterical. Uh, she is unbelievable. And last oh, but not that. least is Crockett, who is actually Felix Unger from The Odd Couple. Everything <laughs> really nice <laughs> and precise. And if you don't make my food exactly right, I won't eat it. And yeah. That so, is hysterical. That's my tribe. <laughs> there you go. That's Tiggy's tribe right there. It's, yeah, I, I left out two, Thunder Bear and Buckaroo, because I didn't want to dominate the conversation. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I, I think Buckaroo would have been in uh, Spanky. Um, 
in our gang, and he would have been oh, spanky. <laughs> for for okay, sure. That's, that's funny. And, I love that. um, and Thunder Bear would have been the young guy in uh, Kung Fu. Oh, Kung that's Fu. interesting. You have a thoughtful one. Yeah, oh, very. He's the, the, the Zen master. Interesting. Yeah, he would have Aww. been David Carradine. Although that's not really a sitcom, that's more of a TV show. But. Say, that's what I was like. Is that a sitcom? Okay, okay, okay. That makes me. That makes me feel. See, she bent the rules. She bent the rules. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, that's okay. So, so it, if you can think of a sitcom character that your horse or dog or cat reminds you of, drop us a postcard at Biostar One Cleveland Street, Gordonsville, Virginia two two nine four two. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Hi, I'm April. And I am Laura, and we are the hosts of the Rain in Your Herd podcast. Where we help with building an online presence for your equine business. So this can include online marketing, social media, blogs, YouTube online memberships, courses, Facebook ads, and websites. We give you the tips you need to dive in on these subjects and also interview other equine business owners who are doing it well. We have a lot of fun doing it. So we hope to see you over on Rain in Your Herd. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs> <laughs>